In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, uh, we're following up part two. We're talking about fulfillment in relationships. Yeah. This is part two. In fact, we're ending. Well, usually I want to focus on the positives, but but the, but this episode we're finishing up with the things you shouldn't do. We did our do's. We did our five do's last episode in, in a fulfilling relationship. We're going to finish up part two with five don'ts. So make don'ts. sure you listen to those. All five right. don'ts. All right. And as usual, we're, we're giving away free stuff. Hang in there, folks. We'll be right back. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is happening, my friends? This is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, and we're back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. Uh, hi, David. Hello, Matt. How are you? That's ya? Matt Fox, the other voice you hear. It hanging is. out as usual on a Monday evening, and you know, what, what would you rather be doing Monday evening? We're, we're back Sitting to our, here. Or? We're back to our normal lighting. Yeah, we're back to our, oh yes, we don't have the <laughs> mood lighting up this time. Yeah, but that's okay. It's all good. I still have my curtain behind me. You so do. You I do. do, yeah. I got a nice door. You got a door. Oh, got a oh you got your, got the you got your man cave happy hour sign up, so that's cool. See? Yes. All yes. right, folks, thanks for joining us. Uh, let me tell you first where you can find me. My website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. Check that out. As I said, last couple of episodes, I've been updating. Um, so, so long story short, my website, there, it, there, there's a, a section that's called Podcast Notes. So if you go there, you can go back and, and access all the notes going back. And if it's yeah. something that interests you, um, you can go back and listen to the episode. Right. Absolutely. Why not? So it's slowly, surely working backwards to get all those <laughs> uploaded. Because I'd redone my website maybe not quite a year ago. And uh, to get all that stuff transferred, that's a, that's a big undertaking. So it kind of is, and I'm kind of surprised that you're doing that. I, I well, one thing it's it helps because uh, for um, your SEO um, with right. all those all the information and backlinks and all of that, that's right. that definitely helps as far as searchability. Fair so, enough. Fair enough. So so yeah, helps me out as well. You can find me on Facebook and YouTube. Both are Motor City Hypnotist, and on Instagram and Snapchat. Motor City Hypno. And I teased this a little bit last time. Um, <laughs> do you have TikTok, Matt? I do not. I do not. Well, I haven't, but um, I, I have broken in, kind of broken down and said, okay, um, believe it or not. So here's the thing. We have a business, my Motor City Hypnotist and Counseling and Therapy Associates. Right. We want to reach people. We want to advertise and, and get our name out there. Mm-hmm. Facebook, I have ads running there, but the average age of responses on Facebook ads are like forty-five and up. Okay, because so because that's an old it's an person. older person yeah. platform, <laughs> and and I know my son's twenty-one. No, none of his friends are on Facebook. They, right. they just don't use it. Yep. It's typically, it's Snapchat, and then and and I'm going to break this down by gender. Most females his age are TikTok. Yeah. So we're kind of branching out to reach out to the. 
get the younger hip crowd and, you keep and saying, get, get them coming in. And you keep saying Twitter, but it's X. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm not on X anymore. <laughs> no, no, I just uh, it's not something I ever used. I've never, I, I, I've never utilized it, no. so I just yeah, I'm not there. I, I I did have it. I mean, I have an account there, but I, but I'm not active on right. it, so I don't promote it. Correct. So yeah. yeah, so yeah. X. Uh, and um, you can get your free hypnosis guide simply by texting the word hypnosis to three one three eight hundred eight five one zero. Again, that's 313-800-8510, and you can find that number in the show notes as well if you want to look it up later. Perfect. No reason. I mean, do it now. Do you it know, now. Do it now if you want, because that would be the better time. I'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> so you could do it live right now. That would be great. Yeah. Or you can do it, look it up in the show notes later. That would be absolutely fine as well. Fair enough. All right, Matt, it's time. Is it time? Yes, it is. That's how winning is done. Okay. So this is a fun little story. Okay. So you've had kids. and um, Yes. And I've had kids. Yes. And, you know, when kids lose a toy or something that's really important to them, okay. it is like the end of the world, right? Okay. How many toys have my kids, in quotations, <laughs> lost in their in, in, in their childhood? In their childhood. Uh, let's see. There was a red balloon. Oh, there no. There was a Poe. Uh, there was a blanket. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, my son, had, my son was, and this, this, you'll see when I read the story. My son was really into the mini Lego figures. Oh yeah, when he yeah, was yeah. growing up, and yeah. and he started getting into this thing where he started to trade them at school, and he realized he traded his favorite for one that was like drawn on and marked uh, up by some other kid. Right. I don't know how you know. It seemed like a one tried, one sided trade there, but uh, yeah, he was kind of distraught if after I that one. I give you one quarter, yeah, he he and the, you give me, yeah. Two dimes. <laughs> I'll have more because two. I is feel more like it was something like one. that, and it was as, it was a Star Wars as uh, Captain Rex figure. Oh my goodness! Uh, so yeah, he was he was a bit distraught on that. So let me read the story. Jack Steele, awesome name for a kid. Absolutely, Jack Steele was left devastated after he lost the figurine, his Lego figurine, especially because it actually represented himself and is named Jack. Throughout all his Lego adventures. Okay. So he's got a figure that represents himself. He calls it Jack, and that's that's his figure for all his adventures. Right. You know, it's which, like the Lego movie. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. To help find the missing piece, the British schoolboy created a lost poster and even offered a reward of two pounds for whoever found it. Two pounds. Okay, so this is out of uh, England? In, in Britain, yeah. Britain? In Britain. Okay. It's and here is here is the uh, I'll, I'll hold it up to the camera so you, you guys will have to like watch on Facebook Live to see the 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 lost poster uh, for his Lego man. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> Wait a minute, what does it say on that? Lost? Has anyone seen? And I'll read the small print so you can get it. Uh, um, oh boy. Light brown drift, quiffed, light brown quiffed, meaning the hair. Quaff, yeah. Yeah, he spelled it quiffed. (laughs) With, oh, geez, this writing is so hard to read. (laughs) How old is he? Hawaiian (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. 
See if you can read that All small right. print, Let Matt. Let me see what I can I, do here. I don't have my glasses on, I'm so take I take my glasses off. So, I, <laughs> so light brown quiffed quaff with ooh, uh, some type of eyebrows. Hawaiian shirt, blue with palm trees. Uh, so oh, palm trees and orange. <laughs> orange stripe this on is the an bottom. exercise in futility and dark green pants he, oh good for you at the very end it says he is very special to me reward two pounds mm-hmm. this lego oh, i'm sorry lost has anyone seen at the bottom this lego man <laughs> that is precious i love that yeah isn't that great wow. so so he made this lost poster and posted it uh, the poster begins, has anyone seen this Lego man? He is very special to me, Jack added. Alongside a drawing of the figure, Jack pointed out the visual features, light brown quiff with matching eyebrows, quiff being a hairstyle in the parlance of the region. It's a quaff. Yeah. Uh, they're saying quiff, so I, I don't know. Hawaiian shirt, blue with palm trees, orange stripe on the bottom, dark green pants. Lego figurine based on Jack Steele. Luckily, Jack's Lego man was found in the park where he plays in Ulverston, Cumbria, by a local schoolgirl. The girl's mom then contacted Jack's mom, Lorna Walker, after seeing his missing poster on Facebook. Oh, my goodness. Lorna said her son was quite distraught when he realized he had lost it. He came to me very upset that that he had lost it and thought it must have fallen out of his bag. After school, we retraced our steps home, but with no luck. That's when he came up with the poster, and Lorna shared it on Facebook, explaining to all that he had designed the figurine himself during an interactive exhibit at the Lego Discovery Center in Manchester mm-hmm. on a recent field trip. Right. He took great care in picking the perfect parts. Jack Steele at the Lego Discovery Center in Manchester. Oh, sorry, that, that's a photo title. Okay. The boy had placed the little guy in the front pocket of his bag to take it to his grandma's after school to show her, but forgot to zip it, and it had fallen out. The family was so relieved, it all worked out brilliantly, and Lorna gifted the girl an extra box of chocolates for finding the missing figurine. With the two pounds. Yeah. Well, maybe the two pounds and the chocolates. There you go. There you go. So, yeah. I thought the, the best part of that was that poster. That it's is. Just, uh, you know, the drawn poster with, with the Lego guy on it. And he, actually, it's a really good drawing for a Lego guy. It Not looks bad. like a Lego guy. Not so. bad at all. Very square. Yeah, very swear. <laughs> so it's a, it's a, just a fun story, and for for and, and yeah, Jack Steele, Jack Steele, take care of your Lego man. Yeah, don't lose it again. You know. <laughs> oh, he won't. Oh, good for you. Oh, he won't lose. No, it again. he won't lose it again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just uh, keep keep a hold of that Lego man. Thank you, Facebook. <laughs> yep, Jack Steele and Facebook and everybody involved, and and the girl who found it. Yeah, uh, absolutely, winner of the week. How winning is done. <laughs> One of my favorite lost and found posters yeah. that I've seen out in the marketplace uh-huh. or what have you was it was a poster with the cover of Lionel Richie. And on it it says, Hello, is it me you're looking for? <laughs> What in blazes are you talking about? That's one of my favorite things. I have never seen that. Hello, is it me you're looking for? (laughs) Crack me up. Oh, that's great. (laughs) So we're going to get into don'ts, which is- We are. So 
Back to it. We're getting into the don'ts. So of... we're, this is a part two of fulfillment in relationships. All right. If you haven't listened to part one, you can jump back or just listen to it after this one. But but we finished last episode talking about the do's of a fulfilling relationship. Let me just quickly re, re, review those. Okay. Maintain a meaningful emotional connection. Right. Welcome respectful disagreements. Okay. Maintain outside relationships, hobbies, and interests. That was a big one because I, 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 I'm telling you, I deal with a lot of couples who have no outside activities, interests, friends. I just don't think that's healthy. No, I don't think so either. Strive for honest and open communication. Always. Focus on the positives. Okay. Those were all the do's. Don't let so, the negatives take over. Don't let the negatives take over, but I think these are really important to talk about because I see this a lot, especially doing marriage counseling or couples counseling. Um, it is it, unfortunately when relationships digress to a point where where a lot of these things start happening, mm-hmm. it, it's just it just gets really hard to repair at that point. Sure. So so let's just jump into the don'ts. Okay. Number one. Playing on your partner's weaknesses. Oh, yes. Don't do that. No. Um, you don't want to focus on – and typically this is when somebody's angry or frustrated with their partner and they they, they want – the whole goal of – in my mind, the whole goal of these don'ts is you're trying to hurt the other person in some way. Yes. And, and that is never good in any relationship. I don't care if it's a marriage relationship or friendship or family or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if, if you – Play on your partner's weakness. You're really just trying to hurt them. And that, right. that's just not a good thing. And you know, no relationship is perfect. And both parties are not perfect. So you have to understand that going into some type of a disagreement. But if you really go into a disagreement with the intention of hurting them, you know, you know, mentally or just pointing out all the bad things that they've done over the past or even just pointing out mistakes yeah, or, or, yeah. or, or just, um, I'll, I'll give you some, some get, real life examples nitpick, of a couples get, I've nitpicking. nitpicking. Like, yes, yes. That's a good, good word for it. Mm-hmm. People who constantly highlight mistakes. Yeah. Like I, 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 I'll remember I, I had a specific couple were in session working and every time the guy spoke, the wife would correct his grammar. <laughs> it, it was like, and I don't think she knew she was doing it. Right. That, that's that's the tough thing. Oh, my goodness. And you could just see every time she did it, his temperature would just rise. I mean, it was, you could see, he was he like a twitch. thermometer. You he could just, just see that that level going up and up and up. Yeah. And and, and I, I understand that, that the intention might have been good, but the way it was done and communicated, it was really just highlighting a a fault or a mistake. Right. And and that that just is never good. No, it's not. It, it just it, it, for for a guy, it emasculates them. Well, that and and for either person, it's just highlighting that. Oh, I'm better than you because yeah. I can correct this, or right. I am. I don't know. I I know better, and I'm smarter than you in some sure. way. Sure, which, sure, which, sure. Of, of course, that in a relationship is that really something you want to like push mm. or or try to make a point of? Right. Um. And what it does, it just undermines the other person's confidence. After a while, that guy's, I'm telling you, after a while, I'm sure that guy's not going to speak anymore because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be corrected. Right. So then he shuts down and now try to communicate effectively <laughs> when he's not going to talk because he doesn't want to be criticized. Sure. So really the, the big thing is, is, so let's take that situation and take it into a more positive thing. 
when they're alone, not with somebody else or not in a crowd of people or not with friends, Mm -hmm. she could say, hey, I noticed you use the word ain't a lot. I I just wonder if you knew that. But uh, in a one-on-one. Yeah, one-on-one. Yes. And and that's the place where if if you're really concerned or or if if the concern is for that person Mm -hmm. and not your own your own image okay. like like in that situation did the wife not want to be embarrassed by him or was she more concerned about him in a social situation where this might come out sure and and that's the big thing is, is this really about you or is it about him right that that would be the question i would ask okay so yeah d- d- playing on your partner's weaknesses it's just it's just a recipe that, that it's just not going to work and and if there are things that you're concerned about that's when you have a one-on-one conversation in a private area and address it in in a very caring manner right. not in a critical manner yes yes <sighs> number th- th- this is a tough one number 2 getting revenge on your partner okay so <laughs> getting revenge mm-hmm. on your partner so help me understand what revenge means in this connotation. So simply put, it's a retaliatory action or statement to counteract what somebody has said or done, excuse me, done to you. Okay. Um, so let's say your partner made a mistake and I, I don't know. They said something about you they shouldn't have. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe he, they made a joke. He or peed something. on the seat. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, yeah. Something like that. Something and, stupid. And, and then you retaliate and, and try to to one up the other person as right. far as their negative thing. It's it's just it's just a bad way to it's a bad way to communicate about each other. It's 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 you get you get caught up in this never ending cycle of these retaliations. And then it ends up becoming like a war. It is. It's like, OK, I'm going to volley. I'm going to. Th- start the first volley and then they attack back and then I got to attack harder. And then pretty yeah. soon the big guns are out and it ends up being honestly insulting. And it's, it's just a destroyer of relationships. Now, now correct me if I'm wrong, but the whole point of being in a relationship with a person is to lift that other person up. Mm. Right. Yes. And yeah, I know I know I'm right, but that's yes. the whole purpose of being in a that relationship is, the purpose. is to be with someone you want to lift up. So yes. if you're in a relationship with someone that you are constantly putting down and making retaliatory comments to, that do you really need to be in that relationship? Well, that's the whole question, and that's the question I ask when I'm working with with couples is that you know, you seem really negative and hateful. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it, you know, what's happening here? You know, what? What not... the fuck are you doing? Yeah, pretty much that. Well, yeah, but in so many words. It's like, yeah. and, and I always tell people, and this is a point I bring out to couples who come into my office, and and I've said this on this podcast before. I know I have. Once people get to me, it's typically one of their last mm-hmm. chances because it's either an ultimatum by one, one or the other, one partner or the other mm-hmm. that we're going to counseling or I'm leaving. Yeah. So, so typically when they get to me, finally, it's, it's usually not in great shape. Now there are exceptions to that. I've had some couples that come in super loving and caring and, and just wanted to improve their relationship. But that, but that's a, that's a minority. Okay. Um, Bummer. So I, I've had people come in like that and it's already so negative and so antagonistic and just hateful. And I say to them, and this is the thing I say, I say, listen, at one point, the both of you chose each other. At one point, mm-hmm. you liked that person enough to say, I want to marry them. Mm-hmm. 
what happened from that point going forward. He peed on the seat. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and typically, I, I mean, yeah, it's, there are there are major things that could happen in a relationship. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, infidelity or or physical abuse. Mm-hmm. I mean, those major things. Yes, that yes. that's a problem. Absolutely, and that's not something you ignore and just say, "Oh, that's just the way it is." No, um, but when the communication breaks down and you start. Again, trying to get revenge and trying to retaliate and right. just have that hateful back and forth, it just destroys relationships. So if you try to get even, you're only doing yourself a disservice. Right. And I and I've said to people all the time, you can't you can't change the other person. You can only change yourself. Mm-hmm. So if one person changes and the other one doesn't, you kind of have your answer there, as far as where that relationship is going. That's. Yes. If you wait around for the other person to do it or try to force them to do it, it's never going to happen. Both parties have to want to change. Game on. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> Number three. Okay. You chuckle before this you is, say it. It is chuckle because, because this is really something that can be blowing things out of proportion. Is that, is that what number yes, three is? Yes, number three. I don't know. What Blow, are you talking things about? Out of proportion. What are you talking about, David? That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> makes no sense. What is that? It's not number three. That's number four. I'm just kidding. So <laughs> here's the thing. A lot of times there can be very strong and vitriolic reactions to what could be minor things. Okay. So, again, I'll give you examples in my past. Again, not naming names or, or making any kind of <laughs> identifying issues of clients. But, okay. you know, um, I I had I, I one, one time where this, this, this guy was so upset. They were out at a party and his wife talked to another guy. Um, that's called socializing. Right. It's called being at a party and so so the the conversation I'm paraphrasing of course but the conversation went something like this finally when it came out he goes well I saw you talking to that other guy she goes yeah I was making conversation with somebody else at this party <laughs> and he says well I didn't look like that oh to put to put well but see and these are the things that that's blowing something out of proportion a little bit. And that is that that guy's insecurities coming out, <laughs> yes. not her issue. You think? Yes, absolutely. And most of the time when you have, when you blow things out of proportion, most of the time it's your problem. Yes. It's not the, it's not the partner's problem. No. And uh, Alice uh, checked in and says, hi, David. Alice, good to see you. <laughs> One of my wife's longtime skating friends that we've known for forever. Excellent. Thanks yes, for checking thanks in. Thanks for checking in, Alice. Love you. So yeah, that 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 typically that when you blow something out of yeah. proportion, it's insecurity of your own self-esteem or your own downfalls or your own shortcomings. Mm-hmm. That's when it comes up. But here's the thing: the the it it's important not to make assumptions mm-hmm. or overthink things because that's what happens. You see, again in this situation, he the, this guy sees his wife talking to somebody else in his mind. It's like. He's hitting on her. Yeah. What if she says yes? And then what if they sleep together? It's it's like it just goes off the rails down this road and it's really overthinking something that could be totally innocent. I have a lot of friends, David, who mm-hmm. overthink a lot of things. Yes. But I have and those friends are critical thinkers and they 
they really get into a reason as to why, because of how they think. It's yep. that critical thinking. Uh-huh. And talking those folks off of a ledge, for lack of a better term, right. it, it, it's, it's kind of interesting to listen to them and let them get it out. But then you could just ask little questions. So help me understand why you think A, B, or C. Yeah. And it really makes them think and get back to where they started. Oh, you know what? That probably was kind of. Well, and what that does, it addresses the insecurities and fears that this person has. Uh-huh. And that is the key thing. If it, they the, the insecurities and fears have a significant impact on relationships. Mm-hmm. And if you don't address those insecurities and fears of your own, the other person is never going to be up to your your expectations right, right. because it's your own issue sure that that's the problem but do you think that they should share their insecurities with their partner well yep and and that's the big thing when you make assumptions or you overthink and you're feeling that it's important that you have a conversation with your partner and say hey this is what i'm feeling i realize it's my own insecurities so i, I just want to talk about it so that i can feel better if you're honest about it, your partner would be like, oh, absolutely. And, and you know, and, and I'm not saying that that you should avoid things just because it makes your partner uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the do's of that open, honest. Yes, communication. absolutely. Yeah. So if you find yourself feeling overwhelmed in a situation like that, it's definitely a, a time to have a conversation and say, ah, man, I'm just feeling really insecure right now. Sure. You can say that. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad thing. My partner up, can at least yeah. respond and say, "Oh, I'm sorry," I, and 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 kind of reinforce that that person's with you for a reason. Mm-hmm. One of the things I really enjoy about being in the relationship that I am in mm-hmm. is that my partner knows when I'm insecure, <laughs> <laughs> because, and she knows because I look I look at my toes. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like, really? Oh, come on! So she, really? She, it's quite pungent. Yeah. Stings the nostrils. Thanks for that. <laughs> But yeah, I look at my toes and she's like, okay, stop looking at your toes. And she helps me to recognize that I'm feeling insecure and oh, I should. That's fantastic. I shouldn't feel insecure. Because... <laughs> 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 you know, that's one of the things I really enjoy about this relationship. Well, no, but the, but that's a, that's a great conversation you have with your significant other is that they yeah, I'm really insecure about this or, and I can tell you just, just from. Tons, tons of people I've seen over the years, you know, maybe, maybe a husband's insecure because he's short or maybe the the wife is insecure because she's overweight or whatever the issues are that those insecurities play into the, into how the relationship works. One of those things you mentioned is fixable. Yeah. You you can get taller. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Stretching machine. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, so <laughs> no, it's like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? It's it's just talking about those insecurities. You know, absolutely. What? If you feel short, then you know what? Let let's let's talk about that. If you feel overweight, what can we do to help you to well, not well, feel that's that way? The, but that's the whole thing, and and this is where you can kind of kind of of help your partner as far as saying, what can I do to help? Sure, maybe nothing, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're supportive of that. It, it It's really a just a thing where you just don't want to uh oh i lost lost my train of thought here you, you just don't want to like overreact to things and and let your own insecurities take over I that's the, that's the big thing I love that thank you 
Okay, number four, and yes. I see this a lot, especially in newer relationships. Okay. Acting out of desperation. Okay. okay. Are they, is it like Shakespearean acting or? <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, here's the way I would describe it. When a relationship starts, a lot of times, it's it's common for one or the other partner to become desperate for that attention, for that connection, for that that uh, feeling of security. Okay. And it's it, and I'm just going to be blunt. It's not a good look when somebody's desperate. I use the analogy of this, and and I, I and, and I'm going to reference a book in a minute. But let me let me tell you kind of a general scenario where a guy meets a woman they start dating all of a sudden he becomes like the puppy dog he does every single thing she wants mm -hmm. he doesn't do he doesn't doesn't think about his own needs at all he's like oh what what do you need what do you need mm -hmm. i'll be there mm -hmm. says no to nothing mm -hmm. and it's just like that puppy dog syndrome where they'll just follow you and do whatever you ask no matter what because that's because they want they're so desperate to keep this relationship yeah that 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 they just lose all sense of themselves mm -hmm. there's a there's a book and I'm I, I can't remember the I can't remember the title no I can't remember the author I think the title was it might have been getting the love you want I believe is the name of the book okay I got to be careful with that Google search. Dobson so. might have been the author, I believe. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up. Keep going. Look that up. So, and I don't remember anything about this book. It's about relationships. And the one major thing I took from this book, and 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 this statement is true in every single relationship: the person who cares the least is the one in control. Okay. Think about that for a minute. The party or the person who cares the least is the one who controls everything. Now, in an ideal relationship, that control would be equal. Okay. If it's a, if it's if it's this desperate relationship where one person is desperate to to please the other one, no matter what, the person who's who's this, the object of that is totally in control because they can do anything they want. Hmm. That person who's desperate is never going to leave. They're never going to say no. You could, you could, and again, I go back to the, the it's, I call it the puppy dog syndrome. And, and God forbid anybody does this because I would punch you in the face. But if you beat a puppy dog one day, the next day he'll still lick your face and be your best friend. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, let's see here. Dobson, love must be tough. Oh, that's it. Love must be tough. All that's right. that's what that's the one I'm thinking Dr. of. Dr. James Dobson. James Dobson. Yep. Love must be tough. That's the book. Okay. And and again, it's the idea that if you're so desperate to do anything you can to please your partner, you're you're never going to be satisfied. You're always going to be the puppy dog mm -hmm. chasing her around, chasing him or her around, and doing whatever they want. And like I said, it's it's it, that analogy is like I said, you could beat a dog, and the next day they're still your best friend because mm -hmm. they don't have that deductive reasoning to think this person's an asshole, like a genie in a bottle, right? Poof, what do you yeah. need? Poof, what right? Do you need? Exactly. Poof, what do you need? So, so don't out of don't act out of desperation. So, so here's and, and here's one of the things that happens, and and I've seen it in couples that I that I talk to. One or the other will threaten divorce, and the other one will be like, oh, my God, no, no, I'll do anything. I'll do anything. Mm -hmm. 
and and I'm not saying that's not that that doesn't that is a real fear and that's a major thing that you'd have to go through. But the partner shouldn't be saying, no, I'll do anything. They'll be saying, well, why? Why do you want a divorce? And what can we do to try to make things better? Hmm. I'm not going to do anything, but but I want to do my part mm-hmm. as long as you do your part. Mm-hmm. Again, trying to make it equal. One person is not subject at the whims of the other one. You you, you struck a chord with me. Mm-hmm. Go on. Yep. Oh, no, I get it. So again, acting out of desperation is never a good thing. Don't do it. All right. So long story short, and and I'm going to summarize kind of the don'ts with this statement. Don't let your emotions take over. Now, I know relationships are an emotional thing, Mm -hmm. but you have to use your head too. You have to become a critical. You have to use logic too. Become a critical thinker, you know? I mean, I'm not saying you have to be Spock and and have no emotion (laughs) because you do need some emotion, especially for men. I'm I'm making Mm -hmm. a generalization there, but that's what I've seen over the years. You have to have some emotion, but you also have to use your logic and use your use your brain. Don't let the emotions get the best of you. And these are definite don'ts. If if you're if any of these last four things are happening to you, mm-hmm. ugh, it's going to be tough. If it is happening to you, one recognize it. Yes. Two, and don't make excuses as to why it's not. Why absolutely. It's not. But then, you know, seek out, you know, someone like yes, you know, absolutely. a counselor. Seek out a therapist. Yeah. I, 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 honestly, if, if even if even if that's not going to work for you, and I, and I would recommend, I, I've said it a million times, go, th- go to therapy. Therapists need therapy. Everyone can benefit from therapy. It doesn't matter. Right. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. It's a sign of saying, I want to I take control of my own mental health and my own issues and resolve those because by doing that, you make your relationship better. If one person improves 70% and the other person does nothing, mm-hmm. the relationship is still improved. Yeah. It's, it's a fact. That's a great fact. Now, I'm not saying it's salvageable, but I'm saying it is improved. <laughs> yeah. So that's the big thing. Um so don't do the don'ts, do the do's that we talked about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And if yeah, I'm serious, I'm, I'm, I'm making this simplistic. If you do the do's and you don't do the don'ts, you're probably in a pretty good spot. Sure. And again, like Matt said, if you're having difficulty in relationships and you're having difficulty navigating all of these things, yes, seek out a mental health professional. And let me put a plug in because I own Counseling and Therapy Associates. We have 13 therapists. They all have – go to our website because our website can can say more than I can say in, in a couple of seconds. It has bios of all of our therapists, their specialties, what they work with. You know, you, you can get an idea of, of the areas they cover, the areas they're really good at and pick one. Mm-hmm. Call us and pick one. And I'm, I'm in most cases, we can get people in within a couple of days. Yeah. And then- if, you call to, if you call tomorrow, you can probably be seen by Friday. See, and that that's – or or Thursday even right. or possibly Wednesday. Sometimes it's next day. I'll tell you what; it's almost unheard of to be able to get an appointment within a forty-eight hour window. Yep. And if you yep. have that capability through mm-hmm. your practice, David, we do. You, people should seek that out. Yes, absolutely. So. And and I'll say this: just a double stop. I, I I'm going to say this because I'm going to say it over and over again. I've done it myself. If you if you go to see a therapist in the first couple of sessions, you feel like this is not working for me. Say something. Ask for somebody else. Yeah. Don't don't feel like you're stuck with somebody, and that's why we have such a diverse staff with different experiences, different backgrounds, different cultures. We're 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 diverse in all areas: men, women, uh, race, 
um, uh, religious beliefs. I, I mean, cultures, yeah, cultures, yeah, yeah. everything. We we have so many therapists right now that that we have. I'm not going to say all bases covered, but many bases covered. Fair enough. So take a look at counselingandtherapyassociates.com. If you call tomorrow, again, you can probably be in within a day or two. See, that's great. Thank you yep. for that. So next episode, folks, we're going to talk about, we're going to continue our, our, our series on relationships, but we're going to talk about support in relationships. Okay. How you can support your partner and like why that. that is important. Fantastic. So before we go, let me give you our, our Detroit dog rescue. Somebody needs an adoption. His name is Nash. <laughs> okay. He's a golden doodle. He's about 70 pounds. He's dog friendly with proper introduction. Okay. Uh, Kid friendly only ten and over. Okay. Cat friendly is unknown. So if if you have a cat most, or most not, most big dogs like but, cats. But this is Nash. Look at Nash. Aw. Nash is a golden doodle. He Look, needs a home. He's got fantastic coloring. Yeah, doesn't he? Yeah. I love that black, like the black head with yeah. the white body. Yeah. He's pretty. Yeah. So Nash needs a home. If if you if you're interested in Nash. Contact Detroit Dog Rescue, DetroitDogRescue.com. Yes. That's where you can find them. The link will be in the website as well. Or I'm sorry, the link will be in the show notes there as goes. well. All right. So check that out. Um, he was born in 2020, so he's only a couple, Almost four years couple old. three years old. Yeah. Three years old. Yep. Nash needs a home. Give him a call. All right, folks. So come back next episode. We're going to start on, on support in relationships. In the meantime, change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We will see you next time.